But then I think if I do that, then the front might be too messy compared to the back, and it'll just look unbalanced again anyway. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Trick Hero Podcast. Uh, my name is Pax Fos, and I am your I am your host and co-host. Wait, what did we decide we were called? We're just we're just all the hosts, right? That's how that's what it is. Couple of wackadoos. Couple of wackadoos. Your first wackadoo is me, Pax Fos. Second wackadoo is uh, Voxia, and Fish Whisper is our normal uh, third wackadoo. But he's not. Oh here. no, no. You you could be a wackadoo. I'm a mop. Now. I'm a wackadoo. He's a mop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, we're here uh, talking about the uh, last week of the semifinals um, and the and the stuff that happened there. Uh, but before we jump into that, um, we we're talking about uh, Voxia's hair, uh, which I was uh, I'm telling him he's got the Kurt Cobain look going on, um, which he does. I mean, you're actually the closest person I've ever seen to look like Kurt Cobain, honestly. I don't know. Is you might like you might be no you might be him reincarnated. Which I mean, that doesn't he died make... when I was. Uh, let's see. When did Kurt Cobain die? He died. I actually don't he... know. Ninety-four, April fifth. So I was not even two years old. So basically, you there was an old you, <laughs> and that died on that day, and then you became Kurt so, Cobain. <laughs> so Kurt Cobain didn't just kill himself; he also killed an innocent child. Oh yeah, no, there's two, to, there's two dead people start in over. this thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't even realize it. That's the that's the crazy part. I might have inherited a bunch of his mental problems. That honestly might explain some psychological issues I think I have if I'm Kurt Cobain reincarnated. That also might explain why every time About we hang out. Uh, might, also, might also explain every time we hang out, I just hear. And then I just think, wow, something smells like Teen Spirit in here, and I can't really put my finger it's on the, it. <laughs> all the Axe body spray. Yeah. Okay, but think, anyways. Oh, you wait. You think it's a good thing Kurt died before the influx of Axe body spray? <laughs> locker rooms and such? What's the correlation between Axe body spray and Kurt Cobain? Well, I don't know. He killed himself, and he didn't have to deal with all the. Yeah, I, well, I like, mean, you if... remember? I mean, you remember middle school and high school, right? Those people that there was the people that wouldn't wear anything, and then there was the people who yeah use like axe. Like I, you know, you remember those people? I'm sure they were everywhere. Who wouldn't? They'd be like, "Oh, dude, I haven't showered in like a week. I just and use a spray. Like, oh, yeah, I just God. spray myself with Axe. It's oh, no problem. That's gross, man. I mean, Axe, Axe as a company has gotten... It was never their fault. Like, some of their scents were, like, not that great, but that's true of everything. Even They like, were kind of just... Some shit. Yeah. It was just people... It was just, like, it became associated with those idiots who were just like, I just got a spray can of Axe. You know, it's not their Dude. fault. It's like yeah. same thing, like, Monster Energy. Monster Energy was all right. It's it's an energy energy drink company. They make some stuff I enjoy. Not their fault. A bunch of douchebags like fucking yeah. They kind of they're kind of a monster cult stickers came. all over their BMXs. I was shit. gonna say yeah. They kind of what? That's why I feel about Razor. Like oh yeah. No shameless sure. here. But that's why I feel about Razor. It's like I've always back in the day I enjoyed their products and I thought they was thought they were cool. And then all of a sudden it became a meme that like oh you got Razor products you're a elite gamer. Well, I mean, it's like well yeah. Damn. I mean I can understand the. You know? When people, you know, say that their products aren't the best sometimes. Like, I haven't had many issues. I've had a few minor issues with some, but yeah. for the most part, most of my, like, my old Razer keyboard I still have, it works fine. I just replaced it because I wanted something different. Yeah. The only issue I had, I think, with the product of theirs was my old Naga. 
that I had for like four years or something. Yeah. It eventually started. But I abused that shit. I used to play games like 20 hours a day sometimes and yeah. shit for like. You know, Honestly, that thing lasted me plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. Wait, is there is there a peripheral company that's a f- sponsor of Overwatch League yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. For some reason, I was thinking. Yeah, honestly. I'd like a Razer sponsor. I feel like getting a new I, keyboard. If, if I was sponsored by Razer, I would get on stream every day and be like, uh, and just talk about Razer, and I would throw it in every conversation. Um, just like well, how, just like how, like what's his name, Ninja always talks about Twitch Prime every like five seconds, and he seems a lot of broadcasters do. You know, yeah. it's weird. I'm beginning to think there's some sort of algorithm for this, and I'm not because I have Twitch Prime, and I struggle to find out who I want to subscribe to. Dude, so I feel I like an asshole because I've had it forever and not given any benefits to streamer because I just don't know who I want to support. You know, I should just I, every I, month, fuck it, just give somebody an extra five I've, bucks. I've just started, choose, but yeah. I just but started doing the, that. The amount of times that I just am like, ah, I'll see what the streamer is doing. And I click on the stream and the very second I do, they go, by the way, if you have Twitch Prime, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> ha ha ha. And I'm just like, what? I'm That's not even awesome. seeing live streams at this point. I'm pretty sure it's a fucking algorithm. And it's, they know. They know I have it and I've just been sitting on it. I gave my uh, I gave my last one last month's, um to Mogamu. He's a Warframe streamer. I really like him. And this month, I think I'm going to give it to Automatic Jack. He's a priest pre-streamer really good priest and uh, oh, yeah. i like his content a lot so i'm gonna give it to him so <laughs> well that's a worse reason to sub to anybody Ugh, don't you yeah. know the real reason to sub to anybody is for the emotes you for fool emotes and memes yep yeah um okay so we should probably talk about overwatch league um uh, yeah so uh last week was the uh the last the last week of the um semifinals. um so this week uh actually in two days uh is gonna be the grand finals um, grand finals for this week is going to be Philadelphia versus uh, London. So if you, for some reason, didn't watch the uh, the semi uh, semifinals, um, yeah, uh, London, yeah, Nixel Nixel lost to Philly, which was uh, a surprise for, for from us. And then um, and then of course uh, London beat Valiant, which was also kind of uh, it wasn't really surprised for me. It was a toss up, but I thought um, I just like I think. Like we mentioned, I, I wasn't really surprised because I had a feeling London was going to win. Like, numbers-wise and based on past results, the favorite would have been... Like, the favorite was definitely Valiant because of their yeah. performance. But personally, like I'm pretty sure I mentioned this. I just felt like London was going to win, I think. And I I, I still feel like they're going to win. I, I, had, I think yeah. I told you this. Oh, yeah, this wasn't because we haven't done this cast till just now. Haha, yeah. but I... I had a feeling that even if Nixel had won versus Philly, like I thought Nixel was going to win, but I just yeah. had a feeling London might win it all. Just, just I don't know. They've I was been, just sitting there and I was like, they mm, buckled down, London, man. They're just they're scary. But uh, yeah, and you know what's funny is when we when Nixel lost, I was in voice chat with Fish. No, not Fish. That was like Tiz and Monty, I believe. And um, <clears throat> Monty was like. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I knew Nix was going to lose. And I was like, what? And then Tiz was like, yeah, of course we were going to lose. Like, Philly was going to beat him. I was like, what? Are you guys high? Like, like what? Like, what? Like, I, I like, feel like that's... That, that all, that, and then I went on Reddit, and people were saying the same thing. Like, oh, I, yeah, I knew Philly was going to win. Like, like I don't what? know. I feel like a lot of times people do that. They just, they, they like... 
I don't know. They have no real vested interest or or idea behind something. They just think like, oh man, like whatever. And then there's, and then they claim like they knew it. Like, see, I called this shit years ago. It's like <laughs> all you said was that I'd wake up and get out of bed on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. no. Sh- I mean, you know. I think but anybody who was how, how paying attention. Know? I think anybody who was paying attention could have still reasonably given the heavier percentage to New York. Really, the yeah. reason, and we'll go into this later, but I mean, the the Philadelphia Fusion beating New York was was definitely not what everyone thought. I mean, even the, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it wasn't unimaginable. Well, I don't, I don't no, mean yeah, to come yeah. across like if you thought Philly was going to win, like you don't know yeah. anything. Like, no, I I thought Philly could win. I thought Nixa would win based on what we'd seen, and anybody yeah. who had been paying attention to the season and not just gotten their their ideas from rumor mill reddit and comments shit like that behind the scenes <laughs> and reddit comments and random tweets from fucking people who who yeah. knows if they know what the fuck they're talking about would have also thought that nicks would win despite the fact that philly could definitely win if you know the things that led philly to actually win happen which they did right? well yeah and that's the thing is, it, there there was a chance that Philly could win, but it, I didn't think there was a chance that, of course, Philly would win because, like, it wasn't an of, yeah. of course thing. It was definitely a, it was it was going to be the hardest battle they've ever done. I mean, Nixel's the best team, and honestly, even after Nixel lost, I still, in my mind, thought they were still the better team overall. Um, and just I just feel like that they and we talked about this after you know when just you and I talked about it after the game, I feel like Nixel suffered kind of the same problem Boston did, not to the degree Boston did, but the same problem of they really, they were, they were, they couldn't quite find their footing with the meta without mercy, mercy carry. And, and I I feel like they maybe did find their footing, but just, but Philly just was on it. It wasn't really a mercy thing for Nixel. It's just Zenyatta's not as strong right now. So did I say Mercy? I meant Tracer. Yeah. Did I say Mercy? Yeah, you did say Wow, Mercy. dude, I meant Tracer. Wow, I'm so sorry. No, I meant Tracer. The 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 basically Tracer not being in every single map and being the hard carry. Because in previous metas, all the way up until this meta, Tracer has been like the key to success, really. And we saw teams with strong tracers do good, such as Carpe, Sabiobi, or Striker. So I feel yeah. like that they, they struggled a little bit. Maybe and I, when I say struggle, it's really hard to say that because it's not it's not like they couldn't have beaten just about anybody else. They were doing really really good. I just think Philly put in that much more effort and they were just that they just had that many more. They were just yeah. that much more prepared for it. Um, and they, I mean, they did work their asses off for that win. That was not like oh a, yeah, they totally deserved it. Oh yeah. So when I say Nick's a loss, it wasn't like oh Nixel should have won, but they yeah. just fucking flopped. Like no Nixel. I mean, yeah, Nixel didn't play their best best, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Philly yeah. played their best, and they are incredible, so they won. Well, and the other thing I think, too, is um, – but, but that goes back to what I was saying. I still feel like Nixel's the better team because I feel like when it – if you remove the whole Tracer thing, which I know it's a big thing, but if you remove the whole Tracer issue, um, individually on an individual skill basis and on a team skill basis, they were – they have been super consistent – and ultra high performers. I mean, there was like what four different metas during the regular season and the playoffs put together, and they dominated every single one. Right. Lost six games total. Like they yeah. clearly have, they clearly got it. They have the juice. I just mm-hmm. think there was, you know, Philly well, think, just prepared. Uh, not only is it 
the fact that Tracer is not as good in the sense that she's not just perma pick every map no matter what. Right. Especially with Brigitte around makes it difficult as yeah. Yeah. most people know. Brigitte's the um, the big thing, yeah. And also Zenyatta just now it's it's not as easy to set up a Zenyatta as it was. But I think um part of the problem they have that they ran into and maybe why they are not as comfortable at the moment is because there's kind of a weird overlapping or underlapping maybe i don't know if that's <laughs> underlapping whatever. i've never heard that but i, I wouldn't, um, wouldn't surprise me it, there's kind of a weird situation with the way their dps's hero pools are right because you have libero who is the insane like flex you know one of the best flex players as, as at least as like dps flex in the league if not the best well ekio might be better but um you know it's debatable right he's definitely like top three or top two um and the, but the thing about libero is he doesn't have the best like widow or um tracer right 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 so well although we have seen his widow he has shut down like soon and other players i don't know why libero why the, we didn't see him play um widow during the finals really but I don't know. I guess maybe it just wasn't working in their practice or something, or they just were they, trying something. Well, I guess they were just more confident in Pine, which I mean, it would make sense. Well, yeah, Pine. Pine when when Pine's hitting his shots, you know, again, it's arguable. I I wouldn't say it's at at one point it was Pine's definitely the best widow when he's playing at his highest, right? At his best, right? Now I don't know, man. Carpe really does look fucking insane. Yeah, and even Carpe Saya player. Nuts, when Saya yeah. player. Star player hits like so many shots. I think I saw a stat about it where he's he takes less shots than others, but he hits like almost every single one. So well, I think for Pine, um, I think well, the sure name... accuracy is also insane. Yeah, too, well, I think Pine's thing is I think he still lives up to the name Big Boss Pine. That he mm -hmm. comes in clutch at the right moments. I will never forget. This is one of the greatest moments in my mind in um, Overwatch League history was when Pine did that predictive stun on McCree to that tracer blinking. Oh, man, that was awesome. Popped through with the stun and then rolled over and did like a, a like a pop around corner headshot and then left. It was yeah, just, he oh, knew, He knew my. where she was at like four oh, seconds before in his head and then just, oh. gosh, it was nuts. But he does stuff like that a lot. He's he's like, yeah. he just is that, he's he's got the it factor. I don't know what you'd call it, like the zone factor or something like that. So, wait, where was I? I was going, okay, so... So Sabiobi is like the best tracer, at least maybe not in terms of raw damage or whatever, but in the impact he makes on the game. Like, yeah, you know, he's at least most consider him, me included, myself included, rather. Uh, the the he's only the best, the only person tracer. I'd put right up there with him is Striker. I feel like they're neck and neck. But... Yeah, Striker's Striker's pretty up there. Um, but Sabiobi is also a he's also a fine widow. Uh, you know his highs on it haven't looked as good as pine or carpe but he's definitely able to hold his own usually but beyond those two picks um i don't want to say he's not good right but he's not the dps at least at this point in time he hasn't been the one that could swap to a pharah and be really super effective and turn the tide of the battle or yeah. a junk rat or whatever that's kind of libero's role right that's true yeah so if you don't um so if you play Pine and Sabiobi, who's going to flex to Farah if you need a Farah or a Junkrat? Like, Pine can, but in that situation, you want 
you want like widow right or i mean you want libero because libero is better at whatever but libero you know it's weird too because he didn't play much hanzo during the finals despite the fact that he was playing hanzo before it was meta even in overwatch league and looked like one of the best haunt if not the best hanzo for a while i like i mentioned to you i this whole double sniper comp centering around widow and hanzo i believe nixa was the first to break it out at least on the overwatch league stage so it's interesting that they, they seem to have trouble adapting to it yeah but yeah there's there's just some kind of inconsistency with the hero pool you you don't have like because so Pine and Sabiobi are both really, really good on, on like, a Widow or whatever. Hits Widow's and Sabiobi yeah. sick, right. And Pine's <clears throat> Tracer is okay, but it's not... It looks like it's gotten better, but it's almost like a Jake kind of thing. The, the know, problem right? is, it's just when you have the likes of Sabiobi and Libero, it's like, you're like, well, it's good, but yeah, why, you know? So if you if there is a situation where you need a Tracer and you have Libero and, and Pine, you're kind of missing out. And... Uh, Carpe, though, see, Carpe can flex to a lot of, uh, like, a few different things that are really I th possible. I think I think the thing with Carpe is that he is super consistent on... Because, like, okay, so the level that Striker and Sabiobi are playing on Tracer, right? Mm -hmm. Carpe is, I think, right about there, if not right next to them at that level with Tracer. But he's also at that level with Widowmaker and with Soldier and with McCree or any or wait didn't, does he also does he also flex to Genji or am I confusing that with that's no EQ no, does EQ. Genji yeah but it's but, Hanzo looks, EQ or Hanzo and, that's right they both right. play Hanzo and, really well so he plays at a super high level with more than one hero so I feel like Philly I, I think I was just getting lost in being my my point that I was trying to make is where you're getting at that okay, Philly yeah. Philly's DPS is just more flexible yeah at a higher level than Nixles is. And on top of that, if you take out Sabiobi from the roster, you don't have your captain and shot caller. That's that also guy. true. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm sure they have a way to round it. It's not like they haven't won games without Sabiobi and, and such, but I kind of think that's one of the things that's kind of, uh, that kind of hurt them and mm. uh, hindered them a bit in this meta. Is not only is because of the weird inc like incongruencies with the I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly, but it sounds. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna nod my head and say yes. <laughs> um, because oh, yeah. of the you know the 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 way that we're talking about with the DPS over not being as flexible, you kind of have a weird spot where you you don't have an easy way to have say BLBB to shot color and in the lineup and also be able to flex to any DPS at any time, any DPS hero at any time. Yeah. Well, also think about it this way, if. So if you're used to shot calling from a Tracer perspective, because you've always been playing Tracer, your calls are going to be different than if you're shot calling from a Brigitte perspective or from a... Yeah, from, I hadn't and thought so about that. Or a even that, a Widow. Or, or a Widow, a yeah, whatever. Zero, you know? Exactly. So whatever. So he, the, the shot calling can be different from that scenario. Um, yeah, maybe his shot calling just didn't isn't as good at the moment because well, he's not as comfortable... And I know a lot of the teams talk about fluid communication, but at the end of the day, you do need to have a unified direction and someone kind of pushing that. I'm wondering yeah. who does that for Philly. I'm wondering who's... Well, Philly's comm. Honestly, Philly's comms. Like, when they played it, I was like... I couldn't... I, I understand accents pretty well, and I can hardly understand Dude, any of the words they were saying to each other outside of monkey. I was and actually... I was like, it's incredible. That, I, I'm not saying their communication is bad. I'm just... I'm astounded that they managed to understand each other well in the moment. 
what I was... Because I couldn't understand what they were saying. While I was in the shower earlier, I was just thinking about it. This is Philly... The Philly versus London matchup in the Grand Finals is literally a a bot team. Well, I mean, it's, they've added new people to it, but it's essentially a Korean roster bot team for London mm-hmm. versus probably the biggest mashup team there is in the Overwatch League. Yeah. With Philadelphia is literally just people from all over the world, different yeah. languages and accents and everything. Just like they have Israeli, like uh, Mexico, right? I believe like Sweden. Um, Wait, Ichio is technically, he lives in Israel, but I think he's actually Brazilian. Oh, well, gee, okay. <laughs> Anyways, but they they have a See, lot of it, different... It's, it's either stuff. he's Brazilian and was in Israel, or he's Israeli and was in Brazil. But yeah. I think he's ethnically Brazilian. But and then they have Israel. French, and then they had a Russian, you know, like... Or they still have a Russian. I'm hoping... Uh, side note, Shadowburn, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, but I wish you were, please go to another team that you can become star DPS in Season 2. Oh, not even Brazil. I'm, I want to see you. He's from Israel and Colombia. That's okay. right. But I don't remember. Um, I guess it doesn't well, matter. But the, but the whole point Ichio's is from Israel and Colombia. A massive clusterfuck of uh, ethnicities, personalities, and different regions, and they're on the final stage versus uh, you know basically a Korean roster, and it's it's interesting. It's cool, that, but this is really cool because a lot of people were just ex- were just basically expecting that all the bot rosters especially in early that those were the ones that were going to do the best probably especially in season one but and the in the end the the top six um th- four of them were mixed matches you know and i not not only just that but a lot of people thought that there was no way any team that wasn't full korean was gonna win or yeah. even get you know to be the finalists or whatever so uh, e- despite the fact that my favorite team is a full korean roster yeah i like the fact that you know we have that yeah it, we're showing diversity a team as diverse as philly is actually still made it up there i think it's a great and you know even the semifinalists and stuff i like that it's not just domination from the full korean yeah teams. exactly oh. <laughs> hold on i think I... fish is in the chat yeah fish is in the chat dude oh really i don't have it open <laughs> he said uh you dog gay <laughs> my dog dead Oh, he said you're looking like you're trying to be a Jedi. <laughs> like, I'm, I am a Jedi, though. Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, man. I never show, I have to show you that video when I visit, but the video that some guy, some Deadpool cosplayer. Oh, when you were. Was YouTube. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's he, right. Like, took a video of me. Yeah. So. Uh, wait, where were we? I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, so Philly being a, being a mixed match team. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Well, I think, let's see, we hit on the fact that, yeah, I mean, Nixel just didn't adapt. Oh, yeah, which brings me to the next point. So, you know, you think, well, I also believe as a Nixel fan that Nixel's still the best team. They just weren't the best team. At when it, at when the, they needed at, to be. When it, when it mattered yeah. in, the, in the semifinals. I agree. Um, because they didn't adapt to the meta. And remember, I, I feel like I don't want to talk too long on this, but when we had that uh, private conversation we were talking about you know it is as professionals and being paid presumably it is part of their job to adapt however you know it's not just as simple as saying oh well they didn't adapt so they're not as good sometimes if the meta shifts is it like the, the meta can shift a way that favors and usually does favor different play styles right right if you 
just aren't one of those things that's favored. That doesn't mean you're worse at the game or not as good necessarily. It just you're because you're gonna have to try harder to you know like if Chunkrat's your favorite fucking hero and your best, and then he's not meta, okay, but then he becomes meta. Obviously, you have to put in less practice to make that effective than somebody who had hardly played Junkrat before, but now has to because he's like super meta, right? You know, it's something. That's something to think about too. I don't know if that's Nixel's problem, but you know, they're clearly uncomfortable with the current situation. But as professionals and being as good as they are individually, I'm sure that next time we see them, well, if it's the same meta anyway, yeah, uh, you know, they'll look better. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that makes this a lot different than regular sports is. Um, the it is in like the like basketball. The rules don't change every three weeks or four weeks. You know the mm-hmm. you know yeah. how many players you can have or you know who can well, what what, what constitutes crazy. a three pointer or that or you right. know what the rules of foul are. That doesn't change every three weeks. I mean, so it changes a lot a lot like over no. time. But um, that's one of the things that's different with the esports and, and especially this game. It's like uh, you you have to learn to adapt on the dime. And that's that's a big part of the skill in this game yeah. is being able to adapt. So um, I think we're going to need uh, in season two of uh, Overwatch League, we're going to see uh, rosters get deeper, um, and we're going to see more players being. And I think the training is also going to be different too, um, like the way they're going to prepare for the next season. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more intensive on flexibility. Um, because we've, I think that's where we've seen some of the best, like some of the best play has been flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. cause if you hone in on one thing, the, the, the possibility that that's going to change is very real. And as long as you can do well enough with your variety to be and plus the variety thing, I also think can play, can actually play into that, um, into the winning aspect. Um, some of gladiators games came from them making hot swaps, um, like on the fly doing some crazy stuff that you wouldn't expect. And they, and they got, they got in a competitive advantage. And that's actually something I wanted to see more in overwatch league period in the season one. And we didn't see a whole lot of it, but especially um, with the, the fact that the games, you know, was built with that idea in mind. Yeah. But well, well the gladiators did a lot of that. I liked, I loved it. Like I'm, I have that one in my, uh, one instance in my mind that I'm remembering is when, um, um, gladiators switched to the high ground and then what was it? Um, sure. Four was on, uh, Brigida went back to spawn, switched to widow, got two picks, went back to Brigida just a real quick, throw them off. Um, but like they didn't know he was in spawn. They just he it, just from their perspective he's Brigida and he's up with the team but then he was actually back in spawn switched to like stuff like that that's like mind games plus switching up on stuff um, I I like that I like that stuff and it seems like Nixel was trying to do a little bit of that kind of stuff too but yeah well Nixel they did I mean we had this conversation last cast and I talked about it to you too but you know I like I, I like that Nixel being my favorite team one of the reasons they are they're not afraid you know they 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 try to throw out some stuff that other teams weren't or i guess i shouldn't say other teams weren't but when when it came down to the wire and what they were doing wasn't working they actually tried to change things up instead of just continuing to smash their head and hope it worked finally exactly i like that and you know i wish more teams would do that Um, well i think we'll see more of that in season two i mean first of all the teams are gonna have more time to prepare because most a lot of these teams didn't even come together and practice until like a couple weeks or like a week before overwatch league started i do wonder how 
the game is going to look from a balance standpoint or a meta standpoint um, when season two starts because it's a while off. You know? Oh yeah! There's a oh, lot yeah. of time for a lot of things. So to we're change gonna, we're definitely gonna see tons of new heroes. There's gonna be new maps. Uh, I'm sure rules are gonna change. It's gonna be a, a, a whole different thing for you know. I just realized we've been talking about Philly Nixel. We didn't even mention. Um, yeah, I was about to switch <laughs> London so and try to switch gears. <laughs> we're yeah, the, the we are shamelessly that. biased on this podcast. We talk about the teams we like, <laughs> but you know what? Well, I like London. Well, but well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like when Boston yeah. was in the running, I just fucking talked about Boston. When Fish is on here, just talks about Houston. But you know what? It's it's our fucking podcast. We do whatever the fuck we well, want. Yeah. So unless somebody's gonna pay us. To shill whatever team <laughs> they'll pay us money to. We're gonna shill we Shanghai talk, next we, season. We don't. We don't have to. We don't have to. You know, play favorite or no. We can play favorites. We don't well, have we to be super yeah. neutral. Exactly. I guess. You know. Um, but I did want to mention. I did want to mention the London uh, Valiant yeah, game though, because that was I, actually. I'd love, I'd love to London. I'd love to London. How? <laughs> how? Uh, I'd. I'd love to mention how the Valiant got slaughtered by London. Absolutely. Thank God. Yeah, and I, I was. I did not want to see them in the finals. Neither did I. Well, especially not without Nixel. I would have been okay with with Valiant being in the finals if Nixel had, because then I could have watched Nixel win the rematch from Stage Four. But yeah, that'd have been nice. So glad it's London versus. I mean, I I still would have preferred London versus Nixel. I think Valiant versus Nixel, but London. uh, Yeah, no, London. uh, London's like it's almost it's almost the same thing they did in. Um, it's like a on a longer term scale in stage one where they went up two zero and then they were about to get reverse sweeped and then they or no no they got they went down zero two and then reverse sweep Nixel. It's just like they went down in the in the in the regular season during the stages and now they're now that it it's like victory is close and they're in the finals they're or you know in the playoffs as they were they're just like oh wait we're the well, best team in the world. Well, I Maybe? I think I think they kind of. London kind of did what Nixel did during the regular season, um, but to a to a worse degree. But I think they were trying out a lot of different things. Um, well, but, they but they, they were before they they locked down their roster, certainly. Right, but um, and I think I think that they were ex- clearly paid off. A lot of people were oh, yeah. like, "Why the hell would you release these players?" So it's just like because I mean they know what they're doing. Come yeah, on. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, no. Um, but London, anytime they've needed to buckle down for a win, I mean they've gotten the win. That's that was the thing. I like I never put London Except out stage two finals. Like like when Soul Dynasty was starting to slip, it was very clear that they were slipping. Right. But stage when, two finals, they didn't. Who? They got London. The stage two playoffs, they got beat. Well, right, but what I'm saying is like they so. Well, when they needed to win, then they didn't buckle down well enough. Well, not well. I mean, technically, you need to win. I mean, practically, you need to win all the time. But you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they were, they it never felt like if they were ever going to be down and out of the count, they just won a couple games. Like just and it, it kind of felt like on on a whim desire, um, and it made me feel like that they really did have a good core strategy, and they were just messing around with the, with some other stuff. But they, when they needed to win, they had that winning mindset, and they were able to put that put that work in. Um, cause they would, cause the reason why I thought that too, is because when they lose, it was kind of stuff that you're like, what, like what, like what, what happened there? And then I, just, when they, I think and they had a lot of issues integrating their two rosters together. You think so? so? I, don't I feel think like, I was, feel like that, I, don't, I feel like that was gone I, by I stage really, one. 
I really don't think that it, it was an example of like Nick's on stage four where they said like, oh, we're just not trying to win. Like, I just think hmm. that they figured out what started working for them and they put in more work than the other teams that did. That's so possible. That's how they ended up, you know, beating. They'd never beaten Gladiators. And then they beat the shit out of them. You know? Yeah. They, uh, they had lost to a lot of different teams and, 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 I don't know what the record was against Valiant, but they blew the hell out of that. I think they just, once they focused, I, I think they just, well, once they, they closed in and focused more on who was going to was gonna be, moron, once they just <laughs> gained focus and, and really, you know, continued on with, with the roster they have now, I think they, it worked and they put in enough work to be better. Oh, also, uh, Fish just said um, to remind for me to remind you that Houston is better than everybody, and results don't matter. <laughs> I do hope Houston makes a triumphant return season two because I they are legitimately they are, during the regular season they were one of my favorite teams to watch just because I love no, I too. loved seeing Jake pop off. I love seeing Linkser. They're a great team dynamic. Muma's still one of my favorite tanks. Cool Mats. Still a diva king in my opinion, or queen. Jimmy Neutron, J- old Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'm and I'm a fan of Flame, so I want to see them. Uh, I want to see that team uh, grow. I do not want to see. One thing I don't want to see, with the exception of Shanghai, because they probably need it. Um, although I want them to keep Gaguri, or get or trade Gaguri to somebody else. But that besides the point. I don't want to see massive roster changes, but I fear that's probably what we're going to see season two is sweeping roster changes. I, I would love to see improvements on the rosters. Um, I think like, like, yeah, well, like I mean, what we were talking about the gladiators the, thing, you know, well, the bottom half of the, this, the leaderboard or the standings, I certainly expect quite a few changes Yeah, for the teams that made it to the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe minor changes, but I don't think like I don't think Nixel's going to be all different players. Or no, even, I, I think I was more thinking like know. Gladiators or um, or well, Gladiators may lose Fisher. I don't know. There's just Maybe. there's rumors that he'll be going to Seoul. Dude, it's funny that the whole stuff, Fisher but... thing kind of makes me think of the Kawhi Leonard thing going on right now. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, please, no bad blood. I don't well, want. <laughs> at least at least Fisher fucking talks. Yeah, Kawhi's dude. Like, Fucking, Bro, that's crazy. The shit posts on fucking. So I, I, wish he, posts I wish he'd how, say like, something. Kawhi Leonard is dead. No, actually, I wish. Like... <laughs> I wish he'd say something. I mean, it's clear he doesn't like Popovich anymore because he withdrew from the All Stars because it's um, or from the USA whatever team because um, uh, Popovich is going to be coaching that, so he withdrew from that. He does not want have to have anything to do with Popovich, but. Why? Like, what's the reasoning? Yeah, he doesn't. No explanation. He just wants the fuck out of here. But he didn't want to go to Toronto. Um, no. So, which is you know. He wanted to go to LA. Yeah, like I, I Spurs, the Spurs are the shit going on with Spurs right now is just kind of all over the place. I think honestly. it's funny though. Like I'm I I generally like the Spurs. Um, I don't like Gasol. This is an Overwatch League podcast, but but I do think <laughs> just a reminder. But I think it's funny that. He, like, all right, so the Spurs, you know, like, they're super consistent, always make the fucking playoffs, and they always have, like, 
they always manage to get like a star player that they then becomes like a lifer or a homer for that team, you know, yeah. like stays there and stuff. I just think it's funny because a lot of Spurs fans don't seem to know like what the fuck to think or do now that their star player who is supposed to be a homer is just like, yeah, actually, I don't really like this place. I'm going to go. Yeah, they it's really like, don't. You know, like I, I don't dislike the Spurs, but it's it's funny because it's almost like the Spurs are this privileged, you know, like class of fans where they like never have to worry about their team being bad ever. And now that's it's true. Not that they have to worry about it being bad, but they're like price their price pig is, has yeah. like left the farm and they're just like what the fuck does this mean yeah no it's true i don't true. know what to do it's true no they never this, had to rebuild or anything this is this so. is definitely the most chaotic i've seen this i've i've you know heard of the spurs being as far as just not really <laughs> knowing what to expect for the next season but okay so yeah. back to back to uh, overwatch um, you know no they did get demar derosion is good but I remember reading a Reddit comment where they're like, "He'll really like you here. San Antonio is a beautiful city." And I was like, "Isn't he the one?" He, like, that was, I was like, he was in Toronto. He was with Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, he's Toronto's golf boy, man. Yeah, he's he loved Toronto. He got drafted from. I mean, well, he he was from Compton, California. Well, apparently, he like, he didn't. He was upset because he was told he wasn't going to be traded. Yeah, he was told that. Yeah, and then they and traded then, him. And well, and they and then they're like, "Well, we didn't tell him that." He's but also he been was, loyal to the to. Toronto, like he's re-signed with them without yeah. even multiple times, I think. Yeah, he didn't he do work with the offers. summer league too. He just he's he he was their franchise player, the or the face of their franchise. You know, really good. I mean, it's not like he didn't have limitations or weaknesses as any player does. Um, but you know, well, he was t- really good, and loyal today, to that. Tisdale was telling me he was averaging like twenty eight uh, last season. He's good. Like twenty eight. He's good. He has. I think uh, it's mostly defensive weaknesses. Twenty eight points right problem, but. But anyway, without going too much into it, it's just funny because I was I was like I've been in San Antonio. It seems pretty cool. Uh, I, I think it's well, I've been there multiple times. It's an all right place. You've lived in the area, and uh, still, still do. You know, it's it's all right. But I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's beautiful. I it's feel not. like that. No, I read that. And I was like, it's not. Eh, it's not. A, San Antonio like, is not a much. fucking beautiful. Jesus it's Christ, not a beautiful man. place. It's not a beautiful I don't place. Hate it, but it's it's, I wouldn't ever describe it as beautiful. I like Las Vegas. I would not describe this city as beautiful. I really wouldn't. I would I'd describe I would, some of the desert landscapes outside of it as beautiful. I would say Las Vegas is more beautiful than uh, than San Antonio. Only Maybe, for the, but I still well, wouldn't describe Vegas as beautiful. No, I wouldn't either. But the, like Vegas at least has the grandioseness. Like it is a fucking huge city. Like yeah. it just goes forever. So like. That in that sense, San Antonio doesn't have any of that. It's just confusing. The traffic sucks. There's nothing to do there. It's not a good. It's. I'm sorry. It's 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 painfully average at best of a city. Hey, like, you got the Alamo though, man. Oh whoa, the fucking four block yeah. building. That's like the, the Alamo. Jesus, you sit there man. And stare at it for years. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, uh, so back to the Overwatch shit. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, guys. Sorry, we're. Whatever. I'm. Mean, I'm not sorry. It's my fucking pod. It's our podcast. We can do what the fuck. We yeah. Um, um. Anyway, well, maybe some of them like basketball. Who, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Who knows? So. Yeah. I. I just. I don't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about between London and Valiant. No. Series. It was a crush. I felt like Valiant it was a crush. got crushed. I'm yeah. sure the Valiant fans are mind blown because they were all seemed super convinced that their team was the best. And was untouchable just because they won some good match. Like that should never. Um, but you know, there will be no wings out at the finals. There will be no of those chance, and I'm nope. very glad because even though I wings don't, out? It, in the way I talk, <laughs> it makes it seem like I hate the Valiant. I really don't hate the Valiant. I don't even strongly dislike them. I'm just not a fan of of theirs. 
But I do hate that fucking chant. I just do. It's, it's really awful. It's really I bad. hate it. I don't know. Shields up is cool. Yeah, I'm biased. I'm a Gladiators fan. But before I was even really a Gladiators fan, I thought that was a. Re- I thought that was the best. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Tagline cool. of all the teams. I was like, it's simple. It super relates to the name. It's fucking good. It sounds good coming out. It's cool. Wings out has all the same technical characteristics that should make it as good. But when it comes out through voice, it's just. I don't know. It's grating to me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. I just don't like it. So I thought Boston's was um, a bad rise. I do. Up. I do commend that. No, Rise Up is cool. I like Rise Up. Rise yeah. Up is like my second favorite one. Rise Up, and then there was one time where there was a particularly annoying group of fans in the crowd. One time, it was just their the culmination of their voices bothered me, but not the actual chant. Right. And I, and I will say that even though I don't like the Wings Out chant, I do like how enthusiastic and involved a lot of the Valiant fans well, are. Yeah, I like that they're out course, there and yeah. they wear the costumes and chant and stuff. I just don't like that chant. But I like I like that the fans are enthusiastic. I think that's cool. But they got slaughtered. And, um, you know, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I guess if you're not a Valiant fan, it's fine. So uh, on a... I just want to talk about London, which we did. They, I think yeah, yeah. they just they put in a lot of really, really, really hard work. I and agree. I think it's showing yeah. off. Um. Did you see that pitch that Sabioli threw today? Did you see it? I didn't see it. I didn't see the actual pitch. It I wasn't wanted to make on sure TV. I did. they didn't oh. televise that part, which okay. a lot of the time apparently they don't televise the first pitch. I just so. want to know if he if he made it. <laughs> I have a picture he I would know. throw a decent pitch, but um, I just wanted to know if he actually threw it. Okay, so this article I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I might I might be a Florida fan season two if they do this, but the Overwatch uh, the the um, the owner of Florida Mayhem tweeted, um, "Are Bit you more? Spooked, of, right? Yeah, are you more of a yellow and red person oh, or yeah, an aqua yeah, and pink, dude? Aqua yeah, and pink—that's what I was hoping they would do. Yeah, me too. Get that retro it's, vibe. It's, it's get always that... been the Miami. It literally that that color scheme is well. I mean, it's not like those colors didn't exist before, but the real combination of those color teams started with Miami Vice. Oh yeah, and that's, and it's Florida's always... supposed to. The Mayhem are supposed to represent." Miami and I guess Orlando too. So I always, I never, I never understood why they went with red and yellow other than just an explosion. It's like red and yellow, kinda. You know, like old timey cartoon bomb, which is kind of their logo. But yeah, I thought, I, I, I've been thinking they should change that those colors should be, you know, that way for a long time. Now, if they get a roster of players I'm fans of, then I'll actually be a fan. But I like the, I love that color scheme, especially, it'll look really good with, um, like the away jerseys with the white, got nice white, and the aqua and pink. Oh, dude! Good. Uh, Squash re- replied to him said, "If we change our colors to Miami Vice colors, we instantly have the best colors in Overwatch League." <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be my serious, favorite color scheme. It would, it would probably be one of mine too. That is a, that is an amazing color scheme. I would love to see that. Absolutely. Although love I do, to see that. I do love gladiators. Glads have a because, great purple scheme. Because not only do I love, love purple, but I love that it's a lot of time underused and yep. not as popular of a color scheme and i like silver too so oh man ah, so so yeah london they put in um i figured we could go over the patch notes because oh, they're pretty yeah. interesting i don't yeah. know if you saw them i did yeah um but go ahead and go, go, ahead and go them over them open, yeah. so i'll just go ahead yeah well yeah, the latest patch notes well first um, of all so everybody knows hammond's in the game now the uh yeah. hamster ball hammond Dude. well technically uh uh, his name is Wrecking Ball. Uh, yeah, Blizzard just corrected me. They decided... Come on, Blizzard. He's. You know everybody's going to call him Hammond, 
and it's way easier to fucking say, why not just make his official name Hammond, and he's like, Hammond, the Wrecking Ball. Yeah. I hate that his actual name in the game and shit is fucking Wrecking Ball. I, it's a I minor will... thing, it's dumb, I shouldn't be upset about it, no, but it is so I am, annoying. I am defiance, I call him Hammond, I will never call him Wrecking Ball. Yeah, nobody's gonna call him Wrecking Ball, except Nobody. for some people. Except for people who like me who decided to be on the other side of of the argument like well it's actually wrecking balls to call it that like you know i mean i want people to call brigitte brigitte but yeah, yeah. i don't want people to call wrecking ball wrecking ball because it's too much fucking work it doesn't roll off the tongue at all um it's but go ahead go, terrible go ahead and hit hit patch notes all right so uh some really interesting and quite good hit scan changes which i'm happy about as a you know prolific hit scan player um bastion his sentry and recon modes the minimum damage at max range is increased from 30 percent to 50 percent and i think that was also done for mccree and Soldier. mccree and 76 yeah all from 30 percent to 50 percent which is uh, good minimum damage at max range so basically um easy way to say that is there's less damage fall off now if you're mccree you can do more damage to a pharah the further away she was yeah uh, the further away she is than you could before this patch. So it's great because a lot of times, you know, that's one of those weaknesses. You have, like, a hit scan and they're hitting their shots and then people are like, oh, what the fuck, you're a shit McCree, you can't kill this Farron. It's mm -hmm. like, now I'm, like, hitting her, but she's so far away and a Mercy's pocketer and nobody else is throwing anything, any damage to be at fair, her. My fall-off just doesn't allow me to kill her fast To be enough. fair, even if she's 20 feet from you, yeah, with a pocketed Mercy... Pretty I'll say with a pocket mercy. I mean, if if yeah. a fair has a pocket mercy and you have one DPS, unless you're a godlike widow with those headshots, you, it, you ain't you ain't doing nothing, man. I mean, it's just yeah. So may may also received a change in that her secondary fire when she shoots the icicle, there is no more damage fall off for that period. I so I don't like that. At whatever range. Yeah, I'm I'm. I don't like it's that. one of those things where because I've been sniped. I don't initially like have a huge it. problem with it because May isn't really that popular. Yeah, but it is going to be annoying because she is very, especially Mays who are already good at that. That shit is going to be annoying. I mean, that to it's basically like a delayed Hanzo arrow and it, yeah. and no damage fall off. That shit already did a lot of damage. Like, ugh, man. Yeah, but at least you have to try to aim it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So at least it's not it's not like fucking a lock-on mechanic or something but yeah. we'll see i i could see if she i i think if she were to get super popular for other reasons that may get you know changed a bit again in the future but i think it's an all right change oh uh, the, the, she's just not that popular the other thing with so. the i'm sorry sorry to interrupt but the the other one for the um forgot to mention is widowmaker or she i was just about to mention her oh okay i was gonna say she has damage fall off now <laughs> yeah her well, it threw me for a loop when I was reading it because her automatic, her it, it said her primary fire, and I was like, her primary fire? I always <laughs> I think that my brain is her primary fire as you know the sniper shots, not the yeah, no, the no. the fucking SMG. But it's the primary automatic fire. So when she's firing in like the SMG configuration of her gun or whatever, <sighs> you know when she's not scoped in and shoots, she now has only fifty percent damage at max range, which is good. Yeah, that's a good change. Um, Hanzo received some love, and uh, by that I mean tough love. The nice. duration of storm arrows is reduced from six seconds to five seconds, and the cooldown went from eight seconds up to ten seconds, which is as uh, someone who's a fan a of the uh, decimal system. 
the uh, <laughs> the, uh Can I call you Dewey Decimal from now on? Yeah, as, as someone who's a fan of that system, I I like things going by ten. So yeah, it's good. But but it's good. It's change a nerf. That yeah. it was you know it's a nerf. Uh, I can't say I have too many. To be honest, you know, I just haven't spent enough time in the game with the new Hanzo to really well, say one. Well, just going other, off but, of Overwatch League, I mean, but they had it up a lot. I do believe that most people's opinion was correct and that it was a bit too oppressive. So I think that it should be. I also think Brigitte's stun should be increased again, maybe, but we'll see. I'll actually wait until <laughs> we see uh, until more time passes because it did just get. I think it went from seven to eight, or no, it went from six second cooldown to seven second cooldown. So, but I like this kind of you know steady approach they're not you know they're kind of trying to not do the classic blizzard thing in overwatch where they would be like this shit's op as fuck now it's the worst thing ever and this shit's the worst thing ever now it's op as fuck and like that. for the next 10 months <laughs> like, yeah exactly so I, I, i'm glad yeah. that you know it's i wouldn't say they they have the best balancing schedule or necessarily the best certainly not the worst but it's an improvement from other games that they've made so i'm glad and it's does seem to be getting better and more consistent over time which i thought it would i remember what like the second podcast or whatever shit i said that that they would get better over time because they actually do care about this game i don't care no, whatever no no, fucking... no, 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 no no they do not care about this game they made <laughs> they have made their million dollars and now they're, they're gonna throw it in the they're trash out. yep yeah they're out zero anyway, dev time all right so uh sombra also sambra some... sambra sambra got some pretty <laughs> interesting changes almost like slight reworks to her abilities her stealth now lasts indefinitely so you you know you don't have a timer you can just when you're in stealth you're in stealth uh however when she's in stealth she no longer can contest objectives and also instead of getting a 70 percent movement speed buff she now only has a 50 percent movement speed buff so uh, i personally I like this change i like this change personally and then before I get into it, the translocator ability has also been changed. It also lasts indefinitely now. However, the translocator itself, uh, it has a health bar and can be destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, and the radius, the the range at which you can use it in is reduced. I don't know by how much, and it doesn't say in the patch notes, which is not a big surprise. Because Blizzard has gotten better at patch. Bro, okay, hold and on, hold on. better at patch notes, but they still leave hold a little on. bit to be desired Bro. in that area. Okay, just, that's a quick, super fast detour. The patch notes for pre-patch for World of Warcraft, did you look at them? They are the worst patch notes I've ever seen in my life. They had, really? hold on, they had dramatic changes for a lot of the talents, the way the talents worked for a lot of people. And on every single class, what they said was, a lot of talents and PvP talents have been changed. And that was Duh. all they said. It's Nothing. All different, though, I, that's, that's all it said. I was like, who the fuck wrote these patch notes, man? Right. Right. <laughs> De but anyways. Let's play devil's advocate. They're not bad patch notes, they're just really concerned with uh they want players to have more agency in figuring out and they want they want players to explore more and, and experiment with those abilities and get to know yes. them and become more intimate with them themselves instead of just reading what's good or not on a paper it's not about <laughs> even what's good or not it's just like i i looked at i was looking i was looking at disc and i was like oh sweet i knew we had a lot of changes i want to look at them specifically while i'm taking a shit i went to go take a shit pulled up the patch notes well blizzard hates shitting yeah, they really do, yeah. <laughs> but I hate shitting, too, so I agree Really? Yeah, I wish it wasn't a thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, Are you I've serious? Never, I've never taken a shit and been like, man, I'm really glad I'm taking this shit right now. Are you serious? Oh, never dude, been a, oh no, man, I, I love hate. taking shits. 
I hate it. Oh, it's one of my I'd favorite things. I wish I was Kim Jong Un and didn't produce any amount of waste. Whatsoever. I wish I wasted more. A perfect system. <laughs> I'll take your shit. I'll t- <laughs> I'll... I'd give it to you if I could. <laughs> Guess I could save it up. You want me to save it up for when I visit? <laughs> yes, please. Just keep it in a box. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, uh, but anyways, going back to the somber notes, I so, like I like the somber changes personally. Yeah. It's made a lot of Sombra players angry, I know. At least initial reactions. <sighs> it's changed. Some people ah. think it... Some people think it, it, it'll end up... Even though it sounds like a positive change, it ends up being a nerf because the stuff that they can do with their abilities is gone down. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where, you know, people usually just have a knee-jerk negative reaction to any amount of change Possibly, and yeah. what will probably happen is they'll be like this is the worst thing ever and then some pro or somebody else if it stays this way for a while will play it and get notoriety or stream or something and show some interesting things with how it's good how the change is good and then people start doing it and then there's you know it's like circle of life then people are like see i said this from the beginning it was never going to be and blah blah and then it's it's too early to tell. I think they're interesting changes. Good, bad? I don't know. I, I can't say. Do I think they're good? Uh, do I think they're bad? I, 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 don't, I really don't have an opinion. But I think it's interesting. Because clearly she needed, you know, some change to her kit to make her more more readily viable, I well, suppose. This, this and is... this is a change that could do that or it could not. Who knows? We have, if... let, let, let It takes some time, people. Well, that's true. I like this, though, because one thing I've... If I'm playing a stealth class, I like being a stealth class. And what and the problem with Sombra when I was playing spent when I play her is I felt like the stealth was like a quick little tiny neat thing. It's like, eh, this is pretty neat, but really you weren't a stealth character. You kinda just had that toolkit and then but yeah. you still did everything else like a normal like. No, I, I wouldn't play. go so far as to say I was good at Sombra. So this opinion probably doesn't matter, but I almost always use the stealth for the movement speed. To get places more so than the stealth, just because the stealth, you know, I mean, I used it sometimes to get out of situations or whatever. But a lot of the time, you know, with the stealth being on a timer, it wasn't nice. You could, you could uh, stall objectives with it, but I think that's a minor thing. There's a lot of abilities and things you can use. Well, well, I mean, especially if there's like a a Winston or a Diva. I mean, they're yeah, there's better people to stall an objective with. So I think taking that away isn't well, really a big deal. Well, I mean, the stealth part, if you're st- holding the objective and they know there's a Sombra, like, a Winston or a Diva's just going to pull you right out of stealth just by spraying, you know? Yeah. Like, exactly. So, um, um, yeah. Translocator's interesting. I don't. I wonder how much the radius has been reduced Yeah, I don't by. know that either. But oh, I liked you, it. It less indefinitely. Did you go to... Uh, yeah, because you can... Because basically, you could use that for some really interesting setups and you're not... So, like... One of the things is like you put it on a health pack bat in your back line, right? But you really want to create this really good setup, but you only have a certain amount of seconds. What was it? Ten seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever, to get the setup. Now you have, you know, an unlimited time window to get your setup going and still mm-hmm. be able to do it. And then of course the only thing is if you know the enemy flank happens to catch it, well then you know it's kill it's killed, you know. Well so. I also like that it's destructible because I I probably have shot them more times than I yeah. admit yeah. thinking they were just like what if what if i see this uh, thing i want to destroy it real quick did you go over the um, mercy damage boost uh no that's actually not in these patch notes okay well anyways the mercy damage boost now does not affect things like oh yeah that was strike. The previous patch notes oh no this wasn't that patch yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't it doesn't affect mercy boost now doesn't affect dragon strike uh junk right tire um things like that diva bomb it used to um Although it really wasn't, I mean, Dragon Strike Mercy Boost was pretty good, but um, the other ones it was kind of, you know, it was whatever. Um, I think this is basically just. I, I think this is another symptom of Mercy still a tad too strong, and they're just trying to pick the ice yeah. off of her you know and what? Get, get her down. I don't want to talk forever this time, but we'll get to that. Let's do that on the next one or a special. We could just make one after the finals where we explain yeah. why we don't like certain things about mercy or some shit yeah I'd, I mean, I'd be fine with that yeah i feel um, like we should attempt to do some sort of content while we're waiting for world cup and shit you know so yeah we'll, we'll talk about that more for people who uh do like to hear us but there is another i think it's a uh, well i guess it's not really that it, it's not an important change really but it's nice uh oh wait no this is this is uh important yeah i skipped over it okay so map updates when final objectives on non-control maps are contested for extended amounts of time and attackers have an advantage in numbers, the respawn time for defenders now increases even faster. Huh. So they're trying, you know, it's, it's, they just think that defenders still have a bit too much of an advantage. And I, I, I would be yeah. inclined to agree. Yeah. Uh, defend defense should always have an advantage in a defensible point right that's otherwise it wouldn't really be defense however you know it it's it's kind of like anti it's one of those things where yeah i guess sometimes it's not necessarily or at least it feels right maybe it's not the case but sometimes it feels as though you're not able to capture a point not because your attack wasn't good enough but just because they're able to respond and re recuperate or, or recompose themselves faster not because your attack wasn't strong enough right because sometimes if your attack's like sh way strong enough like overkill and you wipe the whole team and then just cap it like clearly but sometimes you know that's just not all that possible and you get a few real key picks but they just respawn fast enough and you know you have like people with really good mobility like mercy flying at the last second or some shit you know and there's ways to deal with those things but sometimes it's just kind of like mm, it does feel like they have a bit too much of an advantage so i i think it i think it's a good change at least we'll see how it plays out yeah because i mean i guess because they're saying this kicks into effect when overtime's been going on for a minute, right? Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. what happens is if your attack is able to keep the overtime for a very long time at the final point kind of thing, the attack's really doing a good job because the defense yeah, already exactly. has the ground. They, so yeah, the defense has all... Defense is way easier to get... No, I mean, not only are they closer to the point, but they have the defender's advantage if... if like you said, if attack, if you've been attacking and you've been in overtime for like a solid minute, like attack is doing a better job than defense is. Defense is just able to get there quicker, so it makes up for That's it. That's what it feels like. So yeah, I agree so, with that. But and then, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. This is kind of minor because it doesn't affect competitive. Um, I guess that's not to say like if you don't play comp, your shit don't matter. But <laughs> it's just, it doesn't really affect the balance of the game. It's just changing uh, objective time for assault maps has been reduced from five minutes to four minutes per control point in quick play and arcade modes so it used to be five but i i won't read this verbatim but the developer comments they they changed it because they thought there was too many instances of people just getting locked into a quick player and arcade game for too long because you know one one team would I, I, whether it was the attackers taking something super fast and the way it stacked up, sometimes you'd have eight minutes 
to defend a point or eight minutes to cap and it just they thought it was just too long so they they reduced it by a minute to bring it in line with what you see in competitive yeah but i do think it's worth mentioning that i i like that i think that you know quick play should be as close to competitive as reasonably possible absolutely if not exactly it's just it should be like you know a practice mode for competitive play uh, unfortunately an overwatch is definitely not the only game that suffers from this well people yeah counter-strike view, that's why that's why i don't like people, about people tend to view the the casual version of the competitive uh like thing of the game as just well it's not really comp so it should it doesn't matter it's like okay to a degree yeah i i agree it doesn't really matter because there's no real consequences for losing and there's no real benefits for winning however I don't think that means that you should just make it your mission to be an ass and like not do anything relevant to trying winning the game because that's that's not cool, right? Like quick play should I wish more more people uh or perhaps even the vast majority of people viewed it like we did where or or at least how I do. Quick play is a less serious or a non-serious less like stressful environment to practice how you would play in competitive exactly. that's how i try to take it but it's frustrating because when you're one of those people a lot of times you go into quick play and more than half the people don't see it as that way and they just fucking i mean whatever it's their right they can play the game but you know but a lot of those people also do the same shit in competitive that's that's the problem it's yeah. not like they keep their fucking troll well, shit in, in quick play and then let's bring this to another conversation because we're, we can actually talk about this around the same time we talk about the mercy stuff, because this goes into true. discussions that we've had before talking about how yeah. we feel like I'd the, stru- the structure, the structure being shitty. Well, I just mean that how we feel the structure for competitive and how casual re- compares to that needs to, should probably have some tweaking and, and be changed, but, but we'll, we'll go over that at, uh, <clears throat> at a later, oh, later podcast. There was one thing, one more thing I did want to mention. Okay. This is real quick. Uh, so it's not, official but I, I i i was reading an article um about torbjorn changes that are in testing um that I, apparently v, vg247 got an exclusive look at some changes for who that for are who coming now for tor oh, torbjorn. Torb, torb, okay torbjorn so as far as i know this isn't on it, they're just you know they got an insider's look but it, this isn't going to be on ptr anytime anytime soon but here's what's currently in testing uh, Torbjorn is able to throw a turret out a short distance, about the same distance as Tracer's Pulse Bomb, and it will self-deploy and upgrade to level 2 without doing any hammering. Um, huh? The team is also trying to tune Molten Core to be a normal ability, but it might not make the cut. Uh, <laughs> as of yet, there's no ultimate named or described, and there's no word when the actual Torb rework will come into the game. But I didn't even realize that they were looking at reworking Torb. Well, so it, it, it's kind of interesting. I mean, Torbjorn is interesting, and he's not bad, but he's not particularly good either. And so yeah. I could see him being on the block for that. Because, I mean, think yeah. about, I mean, we have yet to see if New Symmetra is going to be see any kind of competitive mm-hmm. aspect or play. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But they're they're trying to work it out. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Turret heroes in a game like this are a problem. And so mm-hmm. they're, it seems like they're working on it. I'm glad. I'm glad. They need to work on yeah. it. I hope they continuously and, fine-tune uh, them. And I'm glad they're also, on another note, I'm glad things like um, old Symmetra's beam and things like old Moira's beam, I'm glad that they have re- changed that from being something that's like auto lock on. I'm glad they're putting more skill intensive stuff in the game. Um, yep, you definitely. Know, and and for, for stuff like Winston, his, his, him thing not being, him, him thing not be able. Him see, I talk thing. like, I talk like a monkey now. Jeez. 
him thing not, not like able to aim is fine because the the whole point of his character is not necessarily that it's it's his positioning shield and using you know uh, mm-hmm. being a meat wall um but anyways we, we can well, talk also doesn't do an oppressive amount of damage we can so. talk more about this in, in another um book yeah but the well. the article if anybody well i mean i guess we could link it but it's not a, it's, it, on it's Reddit. at vg247.com yeah. yeah and i'm pretty sure there's a reddit post about it i <clears> i didn't see I didn't get it from the Reddit post. I saw, I saw a link to it from a different website. Oh, actually, in a newsletter from MMORPG.com. It was one of the articles. I was like, oh, okay. And then in that article, they gave a summary and linked to the VG247.com article. But anyway, just credit where credit's due. So, yeah, uh, yeah and that's right. There's one more thing that's relevant to what I just said. Okay. Uh, but I was reading through the bug fixes, um, and this one, uh, it just seems kind of amusing. Fixed a bug that caused Torbjorn bot to continuously try upgrading his turret when placed in an inaccessible location. No real reason to mention other than that, uh, the mental image he gave me is pretty funny of a Torbjorn, like, being really frustrated, hammering a wall with like, a turret <laughs> above him. Like, why is it just working? You know, just, like, fucking pissed off. It seems oh, funny. Oh, god damn. Yeah, um... Wish I would have seen that bug in its prime. Damn. Okay, so um, we're going to wrap up the podcast here. However, I would like to remind everybody that, uh, well, as of right now, I'm recording this. It's the 25th, uh, but the 27th, uh, that is a Friday of July, Friday, July 27th at, uh, let's see, 6 p.m., uh, that's when the grand finals start. Uh, That's going to be the first game between Philadelphia Fusion and London Spitfire. Yes. Oh, shit. Um, Oh. Yeah, and then um, the day after, on Saturday, the uh, following two games between uh, Philly and London is going to be, or one and possibly two games, we'll see, uh, will be at uh, um, starting at 3 p.m. Uh, on, on Saturday. Um, you'll be able to watch it on Twitch or on the Overwatch League website if you like you have been. However, this time it will also be televised on TV and not just any TV. It'll be on uh, ESPN. Um, ESPN won um, for the Friday game, uh, as well as Disney yeah. XD. And then on Saturday, um, uh, it'll be on Disney XD and ESPN 3. Um, mm-hmm. And then there will be reruns of it on uh, ESPN 2 on Saturday. And then on Saturday, um, also, uh, then on Sunday, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of a highlight on ABC as well as ESPN 3 again. Since it's relevant to the finals. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a... <laughs> performance quote unquote from uh dj Khaled for the finals so uh no I way what i will definitely not be tuning into that i may watch it i, I will, will have watch it muted it. i will, I will have it, it muted because twitch chat would probably be funny but i do not want to hear dj call say there, anything there is no way i am missing out on dj Khaled doing he, his he also you know no way i'm missing out on that dude did a horrible job when he did the uh the NBA things too. So. Oh yeah, but I'm. I wish. Oh, I'm so I, excited, I, I, I like performances. That's awesome. Man, I wish they would have got you know like somebody who actually cares. Like apparently like Metallica Vince, or something. Vin, no, like Vince Staples actually likes Overwatch and straight up tweeted at Blizzard like, oh, wow. I would love to be involved with the finals and shit. But they get you know DJ Khaled like he's not even at like height meme potential anymore. Like most people don't care about him anymore. You know like it would have made sense a while ago when everybody was like memeing him to shit. At least that's like a popularity thing, but. Yeah, they should have got Come Drake. On. They should have got, they Drake got to do like it. Vince Staples or like shit. Uh, uh, we could put on a better performance, just the two of us. 
We, well, we, we should have been. We don't have nearly enough money to be as good as DJ Khaled. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Also, I don't know if it's relevant, but I figure I'll mention this. Just in case somebody didn't see this and they listen to us and they're going to the finals. Um, Philly is providing a free shuttle ride. Oh, yeah, that's right. Grand finals for people who are going to be in New York. Uh, go to their Twitter. Um, yeah. If that's relevant to you, because you have to sign up by July 25th at 5 p.m. But yeah, I think that's really nice of Philly. Oh yeah, and also, Carpe's stats are insane. Uh, whether or not, well, if Philly wins, it's definitely you know, pretty pretty good condition for Overwatch Finals MVP. However, a lot of people are forgetting about how much work EQO has put in too. Its flexibility really helps the team. I would put Carpe over EQO. I feel like EQO is a playmaker, but Carpe is the bricklayer as well as no, the playmaker. No, I personally think Carpe is more deserving of the MVP, but I don't like how overshadowed EQO is also getting. Like, I think I, I don't think, think he's getting I, overshadowed. I think, no way, man. I, he gets praised all the time, man. That guy. I think they talk about more about him than they do Carpe. No, they've since the playoffs started, they've almost only talked been mm. talking about Carpe like a lot of the time because he's been. I mean. Carpe's been hitting tons of flashy shots and stuff, so it, it makes sense. But yeah, no, EQO definitely deserves candidacy. I think I think it should go to Carpe if Philly wins, but I definitely think if EQO doesn't get candidacy for it, that's kind of like really, yeah. you know. But anyway, uh, yeah. Well, I want to go eat. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm not gonna eat. I'm gonna snack. Ugh, for... Anyways, um, what was I doing? Where am? I got, like, heat brain today, man. I have heat brain every day. Show. Yeah, we're cl- oh, closing that show. That's right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for uh, listening to the One Trick Hero and for hearing us ramble here for the last hour. Um, if you enjoyed our content, uh, like, comment, subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to hit us up on social media, we're on Twitter. I say we're on Facebook, but I do not go on there because Facebook is a, is a cancer and a disease, and anything I do on there is pain a p- painful i don't i don't like yeah. doing it. i just don't want i just don't like messing with it you can follow us there if you want but i mean i'm not gonna do anything so it's yeah. useless social media but anyways twitter uh soundcloud oh i forgot to post we were doing this on twitter Fuck. Oh, whatever um anyway yeah Hello. i know i'm terrible <laughs> anyways thank you guys for listening uh we'll be back next week um with coverage of the finals from this week um and then we'll see where we go from there um hopefully fish will be with us for the grand finals podcast i'm sure he will he might not though who knows but that would be nice but anyways thank you all for listening uh have a good evening day night morning whatever the hell time it is for you and uh we will see you next time uh take care bye bye